0: and chelsea girls i'll do a very 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 quick review because there's not much to say about this but an australian filmmaker uh matthew saleh and rose tucker have made a documentary also on netflix like narcos was called barbecue and if i'm a sucker for anything on tv it is the travelogue slash cooking show Uh, mr bourdain or rick stein those are my go-to programs all the time excuse me I'm getting the after effects coming through as you can tell my voice has been going quite a lot throughout the show so just the after effects of the flu so they've released um barbecue it was at the south by southwest uh film events uh, obviously that's a, a really big thing in texas where they have a lot of music acts and so on and they've made a film about barbecues around the world and apparently if you make a cooking show on tv and it's featuring barbecue or cooking over fire it will immediately get higher ratings than every other episode of that series. I don't know why, but I watch them if that's what I want to watch the most. And apparently worldwide, they have barbecue culture that is um, indicative of uh, a similar kind of thing wherever you go, even though it's done very differently in places like Argentina, in places like Japan with yakutsuri. Um, There are often similarities and there are often very interesting differences as well. So they've made a sort of like a, I've gone around about eight different countries and then they've shown barbecue culture there. And this kind of thing I'm a sucker for. I love all of that. Um, it's beautifully shot. It For me, it it's, it's a little bit of a misfire. Um, there are a number of things about it which I don't... I enjoyed watching it. I enjoyed watching it. I'd watch it again because I love the subject matter. There's a number of things that get that kind of rankled. One of them is... Um, there's a really good series called A Chef's Table, which is um, a spinoff from Zero Dreams of Sushi, uh, a very well-regarded film about Zero, the, the world's best sushi guy in, in Japan. And they made it into a TV series, and it—the thing is—is is it's, it's a very stylized show, and it's got very—it's it's, very—it's lots of very slow, arty framed shots. And when I binge-watch, I kind of got over it a bit. It's like if I watch Anthony Bourdain's, he can go for these sort of dreamy, you know, you see the local people in their fishing boat sort of thing. And then he was in something punchy, but there wasn't very much punch in those chef's table show. It was all kind of that sort of very atmospheric, very sort of stylized way of making stuff. And they do that in this as well. There's not much punch. Uh, it does get go off into these dreamy sort of you know, soft focus cinematography shots all the time. That's one thing. Another thing is it's very uneven. They make some weird choices, like it opens with um, South Africa, and I didn't find that interesting. It was just some guys sitting around talking about barbecue, but it wasn't particularly interesting. And then they went on and did Jakasuri in, in Japan, and it was a brilliant segment. It was really, really fascinating. So it was kind of uneven in what they were focusing on. I thought sometimes they could have focused a little bit differently. Uh, one of the worst, the worst of the bunch was the Australian one. We have one of the most developed barbecue cultures in the world. And they kind of went for the building site sausage fest, you know. It's like, even if you go to probably, you know, the poorest barbecue you can, you've got great wine, you've got people making really, really good quality food, Usually. And you only get those sausage sizzles at elections and bunnings and so-and-so. So they focus on, like, some outback place where it's very, very rough. And they just chuck some snags on the barbie. And I thought, that's not really indicative of Australian barbecue culture. So I thought they took some some weird choices. Because barbecue culture is big in Australia, but that's not really it. Not many of us are having those that kind of barbecue anymore. And they weren't very interesting people either. It was just like the local pub, and I was just like, well, that's not really that interesting. But the the thing that really wound me up the most was they insist slavishly on using indigenous language throughout. I don't have a problem with reading subtitles, but there should be a reason. For instance, they do this whole sequence in Sweden. You can't find anyone in Sweden that's not fluent in English. You don't need to have the guy talking in Swedish to you especially when you spend so much time framing every shot and shooting everything, you spend much of the time just reading. And the worst bit was the Maori bit. It really wound me up. There's got this guy and it's a very long sequence and sadly it's the the last sequence and, and probably the longest. And there's this guy who talks in Maori throughout and he talks a lot. And he sounds like he doesn't normally speak Maori language out of choice, that he knows how to say it. And it's all a bit clumsy, but when you see him in the background of the shot, talking to his own friends and family in English, 100% of the time, and every other Maori in the whole sequence speaks nothing but English. You're like, why is the viewer the only person that's being spoken to in Maori? Because you're just reading the whole time, and it just doesn't, it just kind of annoyed me. So I thought, a few artistic choices along the way. Um, Barbecue, I'd probably give uh, six out of 10. It's getting a bit uh, overrated online, I think. I think it's getting like 90% on Rotten Tomatoes or something like that, but it's certainly not worth that. Too many missteps and too uneven for barbecue. Six out of 10. Uh, Featuring...